Because, you know, I've been, oh, I hate to say it openly, but I, there's a lot of things I don't have a veil upon. And so I can see the spirits around us at times and stuff. And I see many times when we are broken and beside ourselves and in those moments there that the angels withdraw from around us, those that would protect us. And that allows us to be influenced more by the third of the host of heaven and those that chose Lucifer's plan to try to gain access to our bodies. And so, so here's, go ahead. Please go ahead. No, no, please. And then, you know, there's a point where we, we continue to drift away from light and building of families and building of this kind of stuff. And then our with protection is withdrawn more and more. And so, Heavenly Father just allows earthquakes, famine, pestilence, plagues, health problems to come upon us to, you know, I always say twist our arm to come back to him or to get us to pray and just finally open our hearts to him and say, God, what do you want me to do? Where art thou, God? You know, help me. And it's in that crying out that we really turn our lives back. So I keep thinking about this. I just want to share this with you. I think it's ironic that the that uh, Satan, uh, if his plan had been implemented, or if he was in charge, if he, as he said, he wanted God's seat, he wanted the throne, that the discussion, the dissenting discussion about we should have agency would not have been tolerated. In other words, it was the it was the principle of agency that allowed him and allows him to try and lead us away from God. And under his plan, it would never be allowed. It's like it reminds me of a, a thing I heard many, many years ago. Ronald Reagan was talking in a forum uh, and talking about whatever principles of freedom and things that the that the United States at that time stood for. And there were some hecklers in the crowd, and uh, and he basically pointed out that if they had been in a communist country or a totalitarian country, that that outburst would would not have been allowed. He would have been hauled off, you know, in cuffs and kicked out of the room or or put in prison for speaking his uh, communist or whatever the outbreak was that he was uh, trying to push at the time. And uh, it, the way that Ronald Reagan says it is the only way he could say it is just he just said, you know, it's that kind of outburst that we allow in our country. But had you lived where you, you know, are now trying to express, you wouldn't be able to do that. Point well made. And so with Lucifer and stuff, you know, he wants all the glory to go to him and we, we wants us to all serve him. And he it's all him. Now, I contrast this with. Um, the savior in his life and he's always going let the glory be to my father you know turn you know don't look at to me look to my father in the book of revelations as you know i believe it's a servant there in the scene and they're kneeling before him and stuff and and prostrating themselves and he says oh no no please don't the glory is to my father again and, and don't be looking to me and, and that's kind of the pattern that um 
they're they're always trying to you know give the glory above and and thankful that they can be a servant thankful that they can be one serving lucifer never wants to serve anybody but his own interest and that's how i can determine other people you know or separate people that i work with and things is are they seeking everything for themselves or are they trying to lift somebody else and they're just in there to the opportunity to be a good servant to help others well let's talk about the pattern because that's what we're now going to narrow down to let's talk about the pattern that occurred in heaven that's gonna that it's that's unfolding on the earth today um we have the same techniques the save that satan employed in the pre-mortal existence to lead us away from god's plan that we see on the earth today. That's what M. Russell Ballard said. It's being played out. This is uh, definitely what I see in Revelation 12. So we have this war in heaven. So is it a war of ideas? Is Are there, let's, I don't even call it a physical aspects to it, but is it more than just, yeah, I want agency versus, no, I want to definitely be guaranteed I'm going to come back and be with, uh, I guess, Satan, because he wanted the seat of the Father. So I'm going to come back to heaven, and I'm going to worship Satan. What was the, uh, um, when we say war, can you add any any uh, information to that? There, You know, we oftentimes think that, well, a spirit can't do this and can't do that. And that's true to an extent. But we have to remember that we could push each other around and and do things in that way, even though we can't feel as much without the body. And we one example of this is the people that use Ouija boards and things and how uh, with evil spirits, they can throw things around the room or throw people around the room and stuff. That's a, a good example here that spirits can throw people around. But um, this they can sense on that other side and because of my veil being thinner these forces of evil are seeing the assembly and the fortification of god's people on the other side and they know that the times are near because of this righteous force over there getting so strong and getting preparations ready for the savior to come and remember everything's always done spiritually before it's done physically so they're preparing on that side before we prepare on this side and so in a way this dark side is fighting for their lives now i've been a hunter and a guide for many years had my own guiding business and stuff and worked to get into work with lion hunters and bear hunters and it's so interesting i wish that i could have saved the one video for my friends where they had cornered a bear on a ledge beautiful red rock country and stuff and this bear has got all these dogs surrounding him and you know he's sensing with all these dogs this is the end of my life and the bears can you know the dogs can bite the bear's butt but the bear is so much quicker he can turn around and swat them before they can run away so we're patching up many dogs at the end of the day because of claw marks in them but he is throwing these dogs off this cliff i mean he when he swats them with his hand he they are throwing through the air off this cliff down to the ground and stuff but it reminds me of you know even because I had a lot of 
fights in the playground as a kid growing up and I was picked on and secluded out and beat upon so much of the way a bully operates and they all operate in the same way. And then of course, when they get right to the end and they know there's no way to win, there are no rules left and they will do anything and everything in their power to not be taken out. And that's what Lucifer is doing right now. It's all out, everything, no rules left. So we're, we're seeing his plans, you know, bandied about now like never before. Uh, any secret plans that were kept hidden, the motives of certain actions, to me, they're being exposed at a phenomenal rate today. This, this uh, plan of removing our agency trying in to make the, everything equitable in the new testament i believe it is i love it how that um said that all the secret acts of darkness will be exposed and that's like in more than one scripture you probably know them better than i do craig but that's exactly what we're going through day by day we're at a stage and a time where there's a separation of good and evil and all those things that were hidden in darkness that we didn't know about are being exposed and that is so we can have agency at this time so that we can choose which side we are going to align ourselves with. Are we going to align ourselves with God and light? Or are we going to align ourselves with the dark and grayness that comes with Lucifer and everything and secrets and secret oaths being made? And I'm always reminded of, uh, isn't it in Moses or Abraham where they're talking about Adam's posterity and uh, those posterity take on the oaths of Lucifer and they kill some people to get power and gain and take on that power of darkness and Cain actually gets cursed at that point to live on the earth for the rest of his life because he has taken his brother's life to get power and gain he's taken Abel's life and uh, so these secret oaths of darkness are all to be exposed so that we can clearly have a choice without any shadowiness, without any darkness. And we can also, at this same time in these first three and a half years, be tested and shaken to see if we will stand with Christ or if we will get upset when our money's taken away, or if we're gonna get upset when somebody dies and curse God and say, how could you allow my son or daughter to be taken or my wife to be taken? I will not follow you anymore because you're not the God I thought you were and curse him because of the trials in front of us. So we're just tested to the utmost degree to see if we will stand with God. Well, among church members, I think it is a settled uh, opinion, a settled belief that one third of the hosts of heaven chose to follow satan and were cast out upon the earth as described in revelation 12 and elsewhere and their punishment or limitation was that they could not obtain bodies uh, the, your your uh, pre-mortal excuse me your your out-of-body experience would show that in the pre-mortal world he initially went over two-thirds would be taken by some as you know it's just speculation but I just want to point out that uh, those that came to the earth, the two-thirds, we clearly see a large number of our brothers and sisters who were buying into Satan's plan today. They're being deceived. So to me, it lends credence to the fact that some people are 
you know, being influenced uh, in a direction that may have, they may have been predisposed to, to be or have been at one time. And that's, that's so true because in the missionary efforts that I saw in pulling people back to Christ's side, to God's side, uh, in those missionary efforts, they, we had to convince them that it was good to get a body and good to follow our plan versus Satan. And so they were kind of wishy-washy and we were pulling them across enemy lines and back to us. And I still, you know, unfortunately see spirits here that have yet to get bodies that have yet to be born. And they are, because their agency is not limited, they're saying, I wish I had never aligned myself with you guys. There is, you're, it's too hard. I would rather be with Lucifer and his plan. And they have seen, it appears to them that Lucifer is winning this battle right now. And to many of us in the one world order and the open society and communism and socialism, everything, it would appear that that side is winning. You cannot see the quiet under things that are being done in righteousness, and it's harder to see them. And uh, so they, it's just, it's so shocking to me to see these spirits choosing otherwise. The book of Moses says that the Lord revealed that of all of his creations, which we know they are, I think, without number, but they're numbered to the Lord. There, are, We know from the scriptures that there are worlds without end that have been created on which other, others of God's children uh, live and go through similar experiences to ours, always under the plan of salvation. But in the book of Moses, it says that the Lord says that of all his creations, this one is the most wicked. Do you have any insight about that? Oh, I do. And I don't often talk about this, but I feel that we, we need to address this. And um, when we brought the plan before the most high God or God creator of all to propose it to him, he saw the trials that we were facing. See, there were... You know, we weren't the only earth, and there are remnants of spirits from other worlds that put off their chances to get bodies, and uh, they just waited until it was too late on their worlds, and uh, they are now asking to come with us and our experience. And so there were, oh, at least six or seven groups from other worlds that had asked to join with the Adam and Eve of this world and to join with their posterity that they oversaw, this stewardship that Adam and Eve oversaw, to join with their children to have this opportunity. But they had been wishy-washy about committing on their worlds. And so we have a remnant of children here that we were going to take on that were not firmly and solidly planted in the plan of salvation and following our heavenly father and this is why they the most high god cried and shook and was so troubled because he could see with this 
environment of all the worlds he had created that this was going to be the most wicked. And through this, there was a possibility at that time in which his son, who would act as our savior and our redeemer, could be killed on a cross and offer his life up, which had never been done on any other world that he had created to kill the savior of those worlds. And so he mourned and he shook and he cried. And I can remember kneeling there with the group of us and crying ourselves and and going back to the drawing board, trying to draw plans and trying to draw other things. And so the final thing that allowed us that he says, okay, go ahead, was because we designed in a period on this earth of a thousand years, which we would call the millennium, in which Lucifer will and all of those that chose to go with him will be bound and set aside. And so we could live in peace and understanding and growth during this time for a thousand years. And that's hard to comprehend with everything that's going around us to have him completely and those out of our lives. But this will give them an opportunity to clearly see what God's about and in a body and everything else. But now at the end of this, this is this, this kicker here that Lucifer will be loosed with his third of host of heaven for a short period of time to test them again to see if they are worthy to stand with God and with Christ after being in his presence a thousand years. So how hard is that going to be? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm so going to read some verses in support of uh, many of the concepts that you just talked about. Um, obviously, I don't have any knowledge about I don't know if we have any knowledge in the scriptures about, you know, how long spirits lived, where they lived, what worlds they passed on not being a part of. But I, that does help me to understand better what, you know, what's going on on this planet. But I, as far as the Savior or the Lord being uh, upset or worried and, and crying over this, let us turn to Moses chapter 7 verse 24 and there came generation upon generation and enoch was high and lifted up even in the bosom of the father and of the son of man and behold the power of satan was upon all the face of the earth i'm going to skip down to verse 28 and it came to pass that god the god of heaven looked upon the residue there's an interesting word sean the residue that yeah, may play into your your term the, the leftovers that didn't yet hadn't made up their mind to get a body, the residue of the people anyway. And he wept and Enoch bore record of it saying, how is it that the heavens weep and shed forth their tears as the rain upon the mountains? And he goes on to say with all these things, millions of earths like this would not be a beginning to the number of thy creations. How can you weep? <clears throat> I'm skipping over here. <clears throat> In the interest of time, I go to verse 33. The Lord says to him, <clears throat> I'm sorry, let's go to verse 32. Be, the Lord said to Enoch, behold, these thy brethren, they are the workmanship of mine own hands. And I gave unto them their knowledge in the day I created them. And in the garden of Eden gave I unto man his agency. And that really is the, you know, pinnacle. You can choose <clears throat> stay in the garden, have a cushy life or take the fruit and go out there and bear children and 
and uh, live in the lone and dreary world and earn your bread by the sweat of your brow. Okay, verse 33. And unto thy brethren have I said and also given commandment that they should love one another, that they should choose. There's that word, right? Choose me, their father. But behold, they are without affection and they hate their own blood. And he goes on and he says, and the fire of my indignation is kindled against them. And in my hot displeasure will I send in the floods upon them. For my fierce anger is kindled against them. Remember, this is before, I guess this is, uh, I'm not sure this is before the flood of Noah or not, but it's in the same time frame. He goes on to say, wherefore I, I can stretch forth mine hands and hold all the creations which I have made, and mine eye can pierce them also. <clears throat> and among the workmen, all the workmanship of mine hands, there has not been so great wickedness as among thy brethren. And here's the catch, verse 37. But behold, their sins shall be upon the heads of their fathers. Satan shall be their father, and misery shall be their doom. And the whole heavens shall weep over them, even all the workmanship of mine hands. Wherefore, should not the heavens weep, seeing these shall suffer? So, you know, this is the price of agency. Agency to be exalted or to be damned. And the Lord wants it only to go one way. 